through this in New York's Flatiron District. And I'm Scott Blake, but I'm Manhattan's Upper East Side. This podcast does not usually concern itself with matters of legislation before Congress, preferring to leave that job to the Beltway political pundits and the vote counters on the Senate and House floor. But this reporter feels compelled to mention the Sunshine Protection Act, just reintroduced by Senator Marco Rubio, that calls for permanent daylight savings time, which began again this past Sunday when we set the clocks ahead one hour. We sprung ahead. Now, some of our listeners might be scratching their heads right, right about now, wondering what happened after that same bill was unanimously approved by the Senate last year. Now, let me just say you have every right to wonder, but I suggest refraining from scratching your head since that will not make the situation any clearer. But that's why we're here. Tommy, apparently Nancy Pelosi never brought the bill to the floor of the House, so it didn't go any further. And it's safe to say that Marco Rubio and I agree on practically nothing, but I'm leaning towards giving my coveted endorsement to his bill. If I can add two months worth of sun to the American people's calendar, as Senator Markey put it, then Mr. Chairman, I vote aye. (laughs) Scotty. By eloquently adding your voice to the growing chorus of pro-sunshine advocates, you find a cause that, according to Google, improves your sleep, reduces stress, maintains strong bones, helps keep weight off, strengthens your immune system, fights off depression, and can give you a longer life. Hard to argue with any one of those points in favor of sunlight, although Apparently, someone has, because, as you say, the Sunshine Protection Act, amazingly, is not yet the law of the land. Now, this may soon change, and you may be the reason why. The addition of sunlight to our lives should be a bipartisan goal, and your ringing endorsement of it makes me, and I'm sure every one of our listeners, wonder, are you possibly testing the waters for a run for Congress on the pro-sunshine ticket. Now, Representative Blakeman goes to Washington is not a far-fetched notion. In fact, it's quite near-fetched. Your political bona fides are impeccable, Scotty. Several years as self-appointed, unelected co-mayor of Irving Place without scandal or even credible opposition. Then there was that time we were walking up the middle of Fifth Avenue when Museum Mile was shut down to cars, and you waved at passers-by as if you were running for mayor. While brilliantly spoofing, your faux campaign was performed with such politically professional manner that I wouldn't be surprised if you got some votes. (laughs) Of course, anything can happen between now and Election Day, and as they always say, a year in politics is a lifetime. But for me, Scotty, I'm going to stock up on sunscreen. Well, Tommy, uh, you know, it's, it's, we do this every time we change those clocks. We, on this podcast, uh, make note of it. And, Tommy, uh, normally we, uh, the, our loyal listeners know and the, you know, behind the Beltway uh, people, we normally record 11 a.m. Eastern today due to a variety of uh, technical reasons. We're doing it uh, at 4.15 uh, p.m., which yeah. in the cold, dark winter months, we would be turning dark in a matter of moments. Instead, Brilliant sunshine here in New York, and with almost three more hours of light yet to come, and we're just beginning the fabulous daylight savings. So, Tommy, from this, from where I sit, it looks pretty good. Yeah, well, 
you, you make your case strongly and powerfully. And if anybody, and if you do run for Congress, you can point to one great backer, our Mr. Sun. To to uh, and no one else can point to the sun like you can. You no, basically I don't do it. own I don't, that, that. Yes. That. Well, I, I want to point out something though. I don't stare at the sun. No. Oh gosh, yeah. not. Yes, I I would say you you I see you looking out at the audience. You know, at, at, um, in a some sort of political speech setting, and then sort of gesturing up to the sun while you keep your eyes away from the sun. I think that's a really good point, uh, Scotty. I'm down, you're up there in the Upper East Side, I suppose. I'm certainly down here in the Flatiron District, but we both are experiencing sunlight, both exactly. simultaneously. Which is incredible because we're, we're you know, many, many blocks, maybe at least four miles away, and you have the same sun. Yeah. That's how powerful the sun's reach is. It can stretch <laughs> over, you know, 60 city blocks. <laughs> It's it, it is truly wonderful. And to be the fact that we were deprived of it and the, the one time when we needed the sun most, that's what's so um, unfair and, and um, unjust. It is. It is all that. Now, I must say in, in, in equal time, I spent uh, Ginger and I were in New Hampshire yeah. with uh, uh, our lovely friends up there and, and, and they're real early, early, real early risers. And they. Uh, for them, uh, they actually have a kind of a, a farm-like setting with some animals and, and all that. And so for them, I guess, uh, it's not so much fun having it dark when they get up. But frankly, they get up so early that it's probably going to be dark anyway. Oh, that's uh, interesting. So, yeah, that's true. So, But I, I mean, did try to, you know, uh, and I, I hear what they're saying. And of yeah. course, who, you know, who wants to wake up in the dark? Uh, but I try to impress upon them. But how, do, how about that feeling? later on after dinner. So I was working on them to try to get them to uh, appreciate that aspect of it. I think that may be one of the, uh, one of your, uh, your I don't know where the, your, the congressional district would be, but uh, farm uh, folk might be one of the real problems, one of the people opposed, because, you know, I never thought about that. When you get up really early and it's dark out, it's uh, um, is that kind of do, do you have seasonal depression affect in the morning? I certainly have had any time I felt seasonal depression. It's always been in the morning. So oh, well, Tommy, you, I may, your friends may in New Hampshire, <laughs> they may have a point. Well, that's true. And I, I did something today, maybe out of uh, empathy for them. But uh, around 625, well, <laughs> it happens at any age. And especially, you know, had a had a got up and had to run to the restroom, Tommy. And uh, it was 625 and still dark out. And somehow, you know, you'd rather sort of you have to wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, towards the morning. It'd be nice if it was light out, too. But uh, so I experienced it in in a different way. I'm not a farmer. Let me just say that. But I still had to get up, you know, to use the restroom at that hour. But but tell me, I'm told and I Mm. spoke to my New Hampshire friends about it. We always think it's because of the farmers. But there's another reason why they did it, which escapes me. Uh, I, I will try to Google it in real time. Yeah. But, but whatever the reason is, can it be as good as the reasons we've laid out, Tommy, that, for pro sunshine? No, I don't think so. And and I'm being purely speculative because I don't know any of these other reasons. So yes. but I, I'll, I'll stand by my feeling that right now, well, why can't we just, well, you know, maybe we could have different time zones checkered about. Uh, so that yes. okay, up in New Hampshire in the farm country, okay, you 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 wake up whenever you want to. It could be six o'clock while it's seven o'clock down here in in the Flatiron District of New York. 
I mean, that, yeah. what about that, Scotty? Uh, it dispersed time zones. You could just yeah. make up your own time zone to fit your own lifestyle. Uh, well, I well, we've, we've, we're champions of that. This is nothing new. We've talked about uh, in other areas, too, uh, you know, but certainly to have your own time zone, I don't think it's asking for much. And it's the same way these days, you know, pronouns are given. You know, say hi, Scott Blakeman, daylight savings. Yeah, daylight savings. I get yeah. up. It's uh, uh, for me. It's it's uh, for me. It's eight to eight twenty-seven in the you know in the evening. You know, whatever you want to say. It's uh, um, uh, you you decide what time it is. Now, I can hear the naysayers already yeah. saying nay, nay. You know, uh, uh, and. Um, and I know why they're saying nay, because, OK, that, now we have all sorts of confusion. You know, meet me at the corner at, at 530. Wait, but but I'm, you know, and then they show up two hours late sometimes and they point to their watch. Well, I'm a I'm, you know, I'm a daylight double daylight savings time. Yeah. Person. Yeah. And you could switch uh, whenever you want. So if you are running late, you can. Uh, well, maybe they'll they'll institute some rules to stop that. The what they call the instant time zone switch just because. You know, you're running late. Uh, you don't want to see that misused for that reason. Well, you know, what's funny, too, and this actually gets into I mean, it, it actually is a problem sometimes when you're talking, you know, when you, you deal with business or calls and so on. You know, uh, I've had important calls where, uh, uh, yeah, call me at three o'clock and they forget to say Eastern Standard Time. And and that is, and literally I've missed calls because of that. And that's just because of the time zones that we already have. So, yeah, in, in making more and more time zones, maybe, you know, where you just can stake out certain areas and, and say this is uh, we're right now. It's it sounds like heaven on earth, but, you know, it could result in problems. And there's one other thing. Yes. Scotty, that uh, and that is we have this. Uh, system where it's one, you know, we go, have the base 12 clock system where it's 12 o'clock in the, you know, like it, it could be eight o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the evening. And the only thing that separates is a.m. or p.m. Yep. And that's confusing. And when you go to Europe, they don't do that. When you go no, to the no, military, they, they don't do that. No, because no, imagine the military. Eight, I thought you said 8 a.m. No, it's all 13 yeah, to 14. And then, then meanwhile, the shells are raining down on them uh, uh, because they got it wrong. Yeah. And it seems so awkward to, you know, a.m., p.m., yeah. just say 13. There's no there's yeah. no a.m. or p.m. It's just 13. That's it. 1300. And, it so, and also, we're the only one of the few countries still... Uh, that uses Fahrenheit, and that means I still can't figure out the Celsius. Uh, I always know it, and then I forget it. So we're an outlier in both those cases. But Tommy, yeah. I look at it, you know, you brought up, and I'm flattered that you would, uh, you know, kind of put my name out there for consideration. And as you say, you and I are ready in public service, albeit as unelected, self-appointed co-mayors of every place. But yeah. I see no less distinction in serving in an unelected, self-appointed manner than getting votes we're still doing the same work every day for the people that's right and and as i say no scandal no no we're not on the take not even the hint of a scandal not even no not even the hint and uh that should account for something and part of it is the fact that we're not groveling for votes all the time or money or yeah Good that's point. the key is so much of our uh, elections are all about raising money we don't have yeah. to raise a penny so now here's something, Tommy. Now, this mm. would be a little tricky because we yeah. may be compared. Now, I know 
we making a lot of power broker Robert Carroll references. Yeah. But, you know, Robert Moses served for about 40 years and and well, had incredible power and inflicted damage in addition to his other, you know, some well, achievements huge as well. But, freeways that yes, that, that it's cut a mixed apart of record, neighborhoods. But, but never, never received a vote, never was elected. Yeah. Now, will people years from now say, yeah, Tom and Scott, yeah, they're the Robert Moses of, of uh, Irving Place. Right. Then, you know, it, it's a complex thing because we'll have to say, well, no, we didn't, you know, yes, we have never been elected, but we're not Robert Moses. That's right. And, and, and good luck trying to convince them to stop writing 1,700 page books about us. I mean, that's, that, that's what's going to happen. And, and, the, and yes, the books will probably be cut down to 1,300 pages. For the but, binding. And again, it won't be Robert Carroll writing it. He'll be working on LBJ and other books. Right. It so won't be it'll Robert be people Carroll. who aren't anywhere near as good as Robert Carroll. <laughs> that's, right. that's the thing. Now, can you imagine this time? I'm reading the 1147 paperback pages and, and fascinated and illuminated and however long it takes, I'll yeah. be a better man for it. But what if somehow, and this talk about <laughs> being thankful things that didn't happen, a yeah. mediocre writer wrote a 1200 page book that somehow people <laughs> felt they had to read. I mean, that would be beyond torture, Tommy. And yet uh, it, it could happen. It could happen. And we could be the cause of it because we're of our status as unelected yeah. uh, comics of Irving Place, you and I. And But also they're gonna have to dig deep to find out what we've done that will be controversial. Cause that's the, that's the problem. Almost everything you have to say, imagine, 1,400 pages of nothing but pure praise. Yeah, well, they could just written take... Written by uh, a mediocre writer. They could take transcripts of our podcast, which I think would be delightful. It would save yes. the writer a lot of time as long as he footnotes it at the <laughs> end. Uh, well, that's... As long as he does that, yeah, we're happy with that. And by the way, right away, he'll have 1,700 pages. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And, you know, by the way, and, and another by the way, and I don't, I mean, it should be a new expression for double by the way. Double by the way. In French, it probably the is. Uh, but... <laughs> Actually, Caro, there are several, several pages of footnotes that I don't include in the 1147. Yeah. So there are many. Uh, and uh, the so question that's is the whether key. you will dutifully read them each and then consult the actual uh, source, source material. Material. Yeah, that to, would to be double that check his work. <laughs> I won't say never, but and the beauty now, the only thing now I, I wish that we. Well, we were doing this podcast in, let's say, the late 50s, early 60s, yeah. you know, before the war podcast. Right. Uh, and that Carol, what if he did write about us? But there wouldn't have been that the hook, the, you know, rise and fall of New York and, and all about power. We're not no. we're not about the fall of New York, the rise. Yes. Uh, but not about power either. So I think even if we were around then and I totally agree with on this. He should have still written the book about Robert Moses. Yes, absolutely. I totally, I agree as well. You know, it's flattering to have an entire book written about you, but it's also devastating. Uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Moses guaranteed and LBJ will not come out of the uh, Robert Caro treatment smelling like roses. Well, because he doesn't leave anything out and it's so thorough. But also I want to add, and I'm very certain of this, that even if, Mr. Coward decided not to make us the topic of his uh, book. We still would be the best of friends, and even even more so. Yeah, uh, and, and so that and that and oh, we, no. that would be a running gag, of course. Right. We'd all be oh, out we going. Would, we would joke with him about it. And hey, hey here's, this one's on us, Bob. Yeah. Thanks for not writing the book about us. You know, I think he'd like us just because we, as I said in a previous podcast. Yeah, I think just the fact that we don't say to him, 
hey, working hard or hardly working. Oh, yeah. I think that, that's right away, you know, make puts us in a, in a category of, you know, we're the type of persons he can stay, hang out with and not feel guilty that he isn't doing his writing. We won't we won't be, you know, a lot of people do say that. When are you going to finish that, that uh, you know, the last. Uh, yeah, like you're doing LBJ? something wrong. Can you imagine you, you're that famous and all people want to do is to make you go back to work. Well, that's the, the ultimate nightmare for procrastinators like us, which obviously Mr. Caro is not. But can you imagine? Yeah, what, what's happening? Did you make that? Did you digitize those tapes? Did you mention like everyone knew about the things I didn't do yet? And did yeah, you make oh that call God. you said you were going to do? Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But yeah. that is the thing. Robert Caro is, is really, well, Pulitzer Prize, one of the finest nonfiction writers of our day. And that people say, uh, how, how did it take you so long? Or when yeah. are you going to finish it? When are you going to finish it? Get, you know, yeah. and, and he does it, you know, and he gets that all the time. Yeah. Scotty, yeah. Thank, uh, it is, it, it, in some ways, it's good to be not Robert Carroll. I can walk down the street and nobody's, hey, hey, when did you, you know, when, when are you going to finish that novel about uh, the University of Chicago you've been talking about all the time? <laughs> right. Uh, now, Tommy, I don't want to talk out of school, but you were having a fine latte moments before heading back to your home studio for this podcast, yeah. enjoying it, and actually go, going through all other uh, episodes of this podcast. But command someone say, hey, why aren't you writing? You know, Carol can't do that. How can yeah. you not write in the LBJ? But what are you having coffee for? So uh, we're so thankful for so many reasons. Oh, but and, we're and, also and, thankful that we don't have that kind of a scrutiny. No, we don't. And, 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 uh, and also, but I want to, as you say, hasten to say that if we you know, do hang out with Robert Caro and become his friend, and I think that's a, a likelihood, actually, yeah, yeah. at some point, because, uh, I, I mean, I, I owe it to you. You're the one who's already reading. You know, you're up to what, whatever. I think about around, around 180 or so. 180. Yeah. Oh yeah, so less gosh. than 1,000 to go. 180. Yeah. Page 180. So, Tommy, I would have finished the and, Johnny and, Carson book probably <laughs> – three weeks ago on that scale or even longer. So yeah, uh, in a sense I have, uh, but so, I'm still going to read the Johnny Carson book. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's part of it. Part of what makes you, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to hang back. If, if we happen to be together and you see Robert Carroll, I'm going to let you take the lead. Cause I frankly have not even purchased the book yet. I plan to, I'm going to read it to Sandy is a bedtime story. As I say, it will take many years. To <laughs> but that'll be the best bedtime that. story uh, uh, there is. Now, Tommy, I do want to uh, go get back to our original yes. thesis about uh, daily savings. I mean, would somebody, could someone write a 1200 page tome about, you know, you know, sunshine, uh, the story, the rise and fall of daylight savings time. Twelve hundred pages. Is yeah, could they? I mean, push it. Yeah, uh, uh, I think you'd have to do some, have some pictures, a lot and, of pictures, and, and make those those uh, you know actual page number, get page numbers. Yeah, them, unlike the Robert Caro book. Yeah, no, the photos do not count. Uh, there. Yeah, but I think in this case, because but but yes, I think you could do that, and I think what I would do is put it up, you know, focus it. And I don't mean to be, uh, you know, oh, we're so great, but focus it on us. Um, yeah. You, you're the one. Uh, you and I, uh, I. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not exactly sure how I fit into it yet. I'll figure that out. But certainly, your uh, plea for, um, for, for year-round daylight savings time, a lone voice in the in the wilderness, which, as we say, not the best 
place to yell. But, or to be a lone voice. Or to just to be a lone voice. Uh, the, uh, but you, uh, I think that's the story. It's 1,200 pages of your struggle so far. First of all, including your struggle to get through the Robert Caro book, which you really have to do before you can take on the sunshine. Well, I, we could combine it, maybe, you know, and be one of those long subheads, you know, uh, my quest to finish the power broker <laughs> and my fight to keep daylight savings time permanent. Right. That's even opens it up to a bigger. It does. It does. And and, and these are these are the two things that are happening simultaneously. Yes. 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 Uh, Uh, But it is a bit. And, you know, Tommy, as we speak, I'm not quite sure if I'm even on the side of the permanent daylight. I mean, I I just know that I'm thrilled when daylight savings arrives. But same way I love the four seasons in New York. You know, I don't I love summer and spring, but I also like earning it. By getting through uh, winter, so, you know, I agree with you on that too. So that, yeah. uh, and I think that would be the probably the the, the twist by on page eight hundred, <laughs> where you come to the realization: wait a minute, are we losing something by having year-round sunshine? Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, 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 are we losing that joy that we have? You know, we talk about pre-spring and. Yeah. And the actual spring it still hasn't isn't technically spring yet, by the way. No, no, that'll be like later. I think we had an early. It seemed like it was early the setting of clocks. Ahead I think year. so, too. And and, usually and, in the 20s. And this is March 12th. And so and, and, and nowadays this being 2023, it kind of goes past you uh, the whole, you know, oh, wow, the sun is uh, an hour up an hour later because we don't have to reset all our clocks in our house and in our car. It used to drive me crazy. My co- clock in my car was never set right to the, the and it was difficult to do. But uh, this was an, uh, uh, an old Lexus that I had years ago. Um, but uh, we don't have to do that anymore because our phones just automatically switch time on us. So, yeah. so it's it's completely luxurious. But and, and then I wonder, have we lost something with that too? No, so exactly. That that's the eight hundred. That's the big moment where you go, whoa, you know, and you and you have to resolve. And I I don't know how you resolve that. You know how you square that circle, Scotty. Uh, of uh, are we losing something? We don't have that the joy of oh my god, the sun is up uh, a whole hour earlier. It's it here it is right now. It's. What time is it? Well, it's uh, 4 or now 4.30. But Tommy, here's the thing I want to, I don't want our listeners to think I forgot early in the podcast. I said, well, I'm going to find out because they say it's a myth that, that we do this, you know, we, we, for the um, farmers, because the farmers, and I, it was hard to read, but I am reading this and they said, this is completely wrong. This is almost like, um, this is the, some agricultural uh, website said myth daylight savings time was created to benefit farmers. Now, that isn't the myth. No one's saying that. People used to say the reason why we don't have daylight savings all the time is to help farmers. So who is almost creating a false myth? Uh, you know, that you know, that because uh, daylight savings, I understand, isn't great for farmers because uh, apparently, you know, if you have to work in the farm, you have to wait for the sun to rise, but you still have to do the same amount of hours. So you're actually working later. But so it's a little confusing. So that's suffice to say, Tommy, let's keep both. Yeah. Uh, uh, but and let's rejoice. And we should do more what they do in in Scandinavian countries. That's more for um, midsummer, as they call it. Mm. We should do it for when we change and have wild parties. Well, we do have St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, so that should uh, fit the bill. But uh, so here I am now. Our listeners are really scratching their heads, which, yeah. again, I implore them not to do. 
Because it really doesn't help. I mean, I've never, you know, pondered it, a problem and then start scratching. Oh, and then, and then oh, I got it now. <laughs> scratching. It is fascinating that people scratch their heads. And I have thought about that. And I've noticed that I think what happens, and I'm not kidding about this. Uh, I'm absolutely deadly earnest yeah. uh, when I say this. I truly believe that, that thinking when you're reaching a conundrum and you're and you really don't know the answer, but you're but you need to know the answer, it somehow the brain, it, electricity leaks out, and or something happens where your head literally does itch. So you're not just like, oh, I don't get this thing. I think I'll scratch my head. It's while you're thinking, your head or your chin or something like that. I think it actually, and if you think about it, Scotty, I think it does make you itch. Now. I don't, I'm not a neurologist and I want to say this right yeah. off the bat. Or dermatologist either for that matter. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really not a dermatologist. I'm yeah. ashamed to say I'm neither one of those things. <laughs> uh, but, I, uh, but I do sometimes have conundrums and I scratch yeah. my head like everybody else. And I, and I have to believe that there's something almost galva like a galvanic skin response. Have you ever heard that expression? I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that makes sense. It's actually better and healthier than rubbing as, as some people do rub their face yeah pondering because that creates that could you know lead to blemishes right and also or somebody just starts hitting their chest with their yeah, fist right. that's oh, that would totally either opposed. yeah no, it, that's not helpful it's not just random it's something and i i'm tr i truly believe this that and i i know when you say scratch your head you're right it does not help but it does get rid of that itch, which could be distracting you from solving the problem you're trying to solve. And I do think the brain is like it, it it's a living organ. Well, when they say firing those, you know, neutral, whatever the synapses, the, and synapses. Yeah. So there must be some heat or something being generated. And, and uh, so and, and all this is if very you think about it. You, and the thing is, you're not thinking about it, that you're thinking about something else. But if you do think about it, your head, I do think it, it itches. That's why you scratch it. It's like the brain is making your, it, it's a real head itcher, you could say. <laughs> well, Tommy, you know what would be fun uh, to see that, but also I, I would love to tune on, tune into C-SPAN for the debate for the Sunshine Protection Act, because yeah. I mean, talk about bipartisan, and right. it is actually a bipartisan uh, sponsored bill. And uh, it is interesting, and who, who are the lobbyists against permanent daylight savings time i guess it is the uh, agricultural industry uh so they're walking around the halls of congress and uh and again it's interesting that this is what a great example tommy and again once again the world should follow exactly what we've done yeah uh we started off i thought yeah i want to sign on with uh, marco rubio's permanent daylight savings time and then halfway through i'm starting to think wait a minute i loved i prefer daylight savings but that interesting? i prefer that moment when you go it's wow, it's lighter an hour later. Yeah. It wasn't always this way and it won't always be this way forever. Yeah, so I think that's that. Know. That's the wonder of this podcast, Scotty, that in yeah. real time, we could change our minds. You talk about synapses firing, Scotty, but in real time, we I heard you change your mind. And and that's the sort of uh, maybe you should be, you know, at the, the judge in all of these things, because you have the, yeah. you can see both sides of the of the story. Now, uh, I do think it is fascinating, and I did not know this, that it was in, this was voted, like, permanent daylight savings time was unanimous in the Senate, 
but uh, Nancy Pelosi vetoed it in the didn't house. even bring it to the floor. Which it, didn't even it, bring it to the floor. So what's going on with that? Well, I know because I don't know what powerful forces would uh, what was behind. They would seem so innocuous. So yeah. this time, though, it looks like it will uh, go through. So now, you know, the other things tell me I just did not remember that. I think in 1973 it was or so it was it was for a year that we didn't have it. And then I think during one of the wars, we didn't have it. And it's sort of, it's one of these very loosely uh, informed. And again, I think what it gets down to is let the individual decide what time zone you're in. Right. Not so time you make, zone, your, but make what, your own time zone and then yeah. deal with the problem. And then you always, it's like when, when the, the people who, who say they have to, you know, everybody has to learn their pronouns. Then you would just simply, as you say, you you said it, Scotty. Yeah, the, you, you announce it when you when you meet somebody, and that way, from then on, they will know to adjust whatever time you say you say you're going to meet them at. To um, you know, I mean, it could be five hours difference between what time you think it is. So yeah. now, uh, could uh, I adopt? Let's say because I'm saying daylight savings versus uh, what, what the what the other even is. I can't even. Um, think of what it is but could i could i claim being here in new york that i'm on london time you could and you yeah. could even say it's yesterday for you you, <laughs> you 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 haven't even gotten around to today so that's yeah. a great thing for procrastinators that's a yeah. that's a godsend for procrastinators even if you don't believe in god where else would it come from uh, yeah I, he would still send it you yeah know. And uh, yeah, I think we're opening. I mean, Tommy, again, in 35, well, this is less than 30 minutes. We've yeah. truthfully, I mean, th this would be 800 pages, the finest oh. philosophers and physicists <laughs> and, uh, you know, and pondering and scratching their heads for decades to come up with it. And we've laid it out there for them. And again, we're not asking for a, a single a penny. For oh, oh well, doing. that's that is uh, that is, you know, that's how we got through. Uh, all uh, all these years being unelected co-mayors without yeah. a, a, a Irving place, without a single scandal, without any graft or taking of money. But Scotty, I want to say one other thing yeah. concerning a, 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 and I realize you're kind of tiptoeing around this. You're not going to, you know, say right now, you know, make public any any plans for being a candidate right now. You want to just mm. be the best Scott Blakeman there oh. is or the best. Uh, unelected co-mayor there is uh, my, you're my, all my that. efforts are making this the best podcast can be and just <laughs> every day just trying to do the work to be, yeah better my be the best version of myself and, yeah yeah and 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 to to continue uh being being mayor of co-mayor co yes. of, of irving place uh, uh but that being said if let's say you do happen to write even a, even an 1100 page tome about yeah. your struggle to decide really whether or not that you, uh, we should have all, uh, sun, you know, daylight savings times year round. That book, that is often part of a campaign. Uh, yeah, uh, well, when you go around and, and, and promote yeah. your book, really, and you happen to go to, to Iowa to promote the book and then New Hampshire and then South Carolina, hmm, you know, people start to, well, then you're running for president. That's right. Well, they don't have to know because it could be, oh, it's just his book. You're just like Ron DeSantis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I would, you know, I thought I was thinking that because it is true that that's what they do. They write a book and they campaign without actually calling with, it a campaign. With what book. about this time? Promoting if I ever ran, ran though, what I would do is write a novel. Ah. That would really confuse them. Yeah. And it wouldn't be about my policies or anything, but it would no. just be, we really like that book. And they'd sign it. 
And and I think that's a better way to go because everyone does the same thing in those books. You know, we believe in freedom and all yeah, that. Just write a fun <laughs> novel that's got a lot of action and romance right. and, and, you know. And, and maybe something involved, you know, uh, futuristic uh, things happening. Well, maybe yes. You can very... work in a time zone kind of a, you know, kind of backstory. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, somehow yeah. to make your point. But but you don't hit people over the head. You, no. I, I, Of course, the novel is going to be a huge bestseller, Scotty. Yeah. So yeah. And that'll be enormous... the best way to, I think, then seek higher office on the you know, yeah. writing that. Uh, success so oh. so many ideas for would-be authors and candidates out there and uh but for now as i say tommy it's all about uh the sun and as ed mark a beautiful way that senator ed markey put it he said you know two more months of sun for americans and who's yeah. gonna vote who's that down who's opposed to that yeah i want to see the forces of darkness who, who say <laughs> no let's, let's be depressed <laughs> Let, let's, and also, and remember, don't forget, I mean, this is a, 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 it's not a minor point, but the reason that they had year round sunlight back in the 1970s was to save oil or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it, the, yeah, the, it, the energy crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And so wouldn't it save oil now? I mean, it, it would. It would. So I think let's take lessons so, from so, that. Uh, in a way, you're saving America, really. So, yeah. uh, but that, but, but, but is that enough? Because does that outweigh? And this is part of the tortured, uh, fascinating page 800, you know, uh, where, where you, you know, because does that outweigh? Was saving America's oil outweigh the joy of going, oh, wow, it's an hour earlier and the sun is still out or it's an hour later, whatever it is, however you. What, well, I think joy. you know what it comes down to it. Your answer to the question is the one that you came up with yourself, Tommy. You decide and pick your own, whether it's daylight savings or not, and then you—that's yours. That's your decision to have. So and some people will want to all the go back and forth, yeah. uh, as we normally do, and some will want to stick with just daylight savings. And uh, I think that's the—that's the answer, Tommy. Individual freedom in this case. Yeah. That, I, what a what a great. Uh, I mean, there your book could be called uh, Individual Freedom. Yeah. In the, but in parentheses, in only certain cases, because that, that's cases. some of the, the conservatives take a different tact and they're all about, you know, we should do whatever we want, all that. No, no, no. Oh, no but you're not. Relates, uh, right. You're yeah. not in favor of everyone having guns. No, of course and not. And, weapons. No, you're, no, of you're course saying, not. Hey, let me choose what kind of time zone I yeah. want. That only time zone related. Yeah. Only time zone related. Only that's, time zone related. Yeah. And and, uh, and then, uh, you know, I mean, there, of course, there'll be, you know, oops, I thought you were going to be here at 3.30, but I forgot you're a 5.30 person or that you're you always live on London. Oh, yeah. You say London time. Oh, yeah. But you work it out uh, and it, it's a good laugh. And hey, I'll buy you a cold one, you know, for that, for your troubles. You no, know, that's that's the solution. Yeah. yeah. You, you, so that's great. So you've already solved the problem, you know, it, because, you know, what's the cold one? It could be a beer, but it also could be a non-alcoholic beverage. Oh, it could be a nice lemonade, chilled lemonade mm -hmm. or, yeah. or iced coffee beverage. That's so, the beauty of the word one in this instance. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't pin you down. No, no, no. That's that's for others to do, but not not me. I, <laughs> I, I want to give you a, the variety of beverages at your disposal. And uh, well, Tommy, we I mean, it's a, it's not exhausting. It's it's energizing no. what we've just done. But um, clearly, if, I mean, this should be sent uh, immediately by the fastest way possible yeah. to all the decision make thinkers of the world. And, yes. and 
this is this is something that every country can benefit from and and uh yeah and and you're right it's 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 exciting i feel like we've done a week's talk about time we've a week's work in 35 minutes and 52 seconds wow it's almost like we banked about 10 shows and just (laughs) no we just did it we did one well tommy uh i'm glad for our contribution which again is done on a self-appointed unelected basis Yes, and, uh, on that note, Scotty, I'm going to continue to be Tom Saunders. And as I gaze at the gorgeous sunshine, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.